So oftentimes in divorce, you don't really get closure in the way that is healing. You get closure, but it's not necessarily healing closure. So for me, I look at the Enneagram and I think Enneagram is a great tool for personal closure around divorce. Welcome to the Daisy Camp Podcast. Daisy Camp is a woman's nonprofit resource for education and empowerment before, during, and after her divorce. It's our mission to be that safe place for you to get support and reliable information that you'll need to grow into your ever-expanding life. And welcome to the Daisy Camp Podcast. My name is Emily John. I'm your host. And today I'm talking with Kate Jackson. Um, We are going to dive a little bit deeper into the Enneagram. And if you haven't listened to the episode just before this, I'd love you to take a listen to that because it's a wonderful introduction to um, some of the work that Kate does with the Enneagram and just a broad overview of how she's used it in her life. Um, And it's wonderful. So without any further ado, I'd like to welcome Kate back on the podcast. Hi, Kate. Hi, Emily. Thanks. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks. Good, good. Um, So today we're going to dive a little bit further into the Enneagram. And we thought that we would just riff a little bit, right? (laughs) Yes, riff a little bit is indeed what we're planning on. Should be interesting. It'll be fun. Nothing but good times, right? (laughs) Good things all around. Um, And... I wanted to just start with a little bit of a recap of the Enneagram. So tell us a little bit about what the Enneagram is and how you use it in your daily life. Sure. So the Enneagram is basically like a personality test. There are nine primary types of the Enneagram that we all fall into one of those types. Mm -hmm. Um, And we are uh, a type based on mostly our motivations for how we sort of survived our experience as a child, um, the defense mechanisms we put together and some of the strengths that came around that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so great to know that knowledge because uh, sometimes as we walk through life and become adults, some of those behaviors and patterns aren't really useful to us as as they were when we were kids. So if we can become aware of it and recognize where they might not serve us anymore and be able to make some shifts and changes, uh, that can create a lot better relationships for us and just be a kind of a sense of ease for our lives. Yeah, but we were talking about that sense of ease, right? Like Mm -hmm. being able to live a life where you're not burdened, where there's not this heaviness and anxiety all the time. Yeah, and really, I think from a relationship standpoint, right, it's just such a great tool for helping relationships, whether they're immediate relationships with family or friends mm-hmm. or coworkers. Or our kids. Or kids, yep, yeah. all of it. It's um, It really just brings a level of consciousness to mm-hmm. how we operate in the world and how we can be in control of that as opposed to sort of be in reaction mode all the time. Mm-hmm. And it just sounds wonderful when you say it, because don't we all want that, right? <laughs> don't we all? Yes. And we want everyone else to have it, too, once I we start know. learning about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, a few months back, we actually got together, Kate and I, because um, Kate has been kind of exploring this this Enneagram for, what did you say, about six years now? Six years, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and for myself, I'm a little bit more of a newbie. I probably heard about the Enneagram about a year ago, um, listening to a few other podcasts and the word kept coming up. So I started kind of looking into it a little bit and was really curious 
just for myself, you know, what this is and how I can use it. And uh, Kate was gracious enough to um, help me with a typing session. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about what is a typing session. Sure. Yeah. So for people that are interested in the Enneagram and don't have any idea what type they are, Mm -hmm. uh, I walk through a typing session, which is usually like an hour and a half of time. And it's, I have questions that I ask per type. So I have a series of questions for type one, type two, type three, up to type nine. Mm -hmm. And it's just a way for me, based on the knowledge that I have, to help dwindle it down from an overwhelming nine types for you down to like two or three that are most likely the types that you are so that you can start paying attention to those two or three types. I never tell people what type they are because Mm -hmm. ultimately I just can't know. I'm not you. Um, You know what your, your upbringing was, you know what your experiences are, you know what you, um, you know, how you respond to things better than I will ever know. So it's Mm -hmm. just an opportunity to really hone in on two to three types so that then you can go back and pay attention to those and start learning about yourself and then hone in on what your actual type is. And what I thought was interesting about it was, you know, all these questions are coming through and there are certain questions when I'm like, well, no, absolutely not. I'm not like this at all. And then there were other questions where I thought, well, I think I was more like this before I had kids or <laughs> sure, right, <laughs> like right. 10 years ago, I probably would have answered yes to this question, but you know, now maybe not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I found really interesting was it was, there wasn't really a cut and dry, um, like, yes, I know exactly that I'm this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was, you know, definitely a few types when I was like, you know, I like type one, I am not a type one. <laughs> 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 or, you know, a type three, I think I, you know, I just didn't relate to that sure. at all. And then there were other types when I thought, well, gosh, I am a little bit like this, or I do tend to operate a little bit under this manner, but I'm not sure. Yep. Yeah. And do you find that that's common? That's such a common experience. It was a common experience for me. I mean, that was uh, one of the things we talked about in that last podcast was for me, it, I, I spent three years paying attention to two different numbers, um, two yes. different types, because I wasn't totally sure. And and oftentimes there's, you know, there are many reasons for that, but it's really just recognizing that ultimately we have all the types within us. Mm-hmm. It's just that we tend to fall into or lead with a certain type based on how we kind of managed in the world, but we actually have all types within us. So we can tap into all types, Oh, I didn't. Okay. but we, but I didn't we tend to that. just sort of like lean on one type the most. And that's okay. what we've gotten into our patterns. So it is very common for people to see themselves in a number of different types because ultimately that's within us somewhere we might right. use and pull from those. And from a growth standpoint, we actually want to be able to pull from all the different types so that we can kind of enhance our overall well-being. Um, So to not just be stuck in one type, that is not the intent of the Enneagram. The intent of the Enneagram is like, okay, learn what your type is and then Mm -hmm. grow beyond that so that you're Mm -hmm. not stuck in just that box. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's what I love about it is Mm -hmm. me too. Yeah. Just being able to think that, you know, I, I don't just have to stay here or that I didn't even realize I was stuck, right? Right. It, the, that, what I like is the box doesn't define you. Yes. Right? And I think that's mm-hmm. what a lot of people don't like about these kind of things is like, well, it's just going to tell me who I am and maybe I don't like that and then I don't, I don't want to know that. Right. This is a, 
you know, the, the beginning of this tool is really like to understand who you are and why you show up the way you do so that then you can make choices around, do I want to continue that or not? You have choice once you know that. If you don't ever know that and you just deny it or you don't want to become aware of it, that's where we lose choice. Right. Oh, exactly. And um, when you get into those patterns, and I find for myself, especially when it's patterns with the people I'm closest with, sure. with my husband, with you know my best friends, um, those are the hardest patterns to recognize or... Um, to even realize for me, like, gosh, I feel like every time I do this and he says that, mm-hmm. um, you know, to even realize, oh, there's a way to change that. Like, I don't have to come into it from that perspective. Right, right. And what's so interesting about that, it's a, it's a great example because everyone deals with that, right? I mean, nobody is uh, immune yes. from having those kind of pinch points in a relationship, whether it's somebody that's your spouse or it's a friend or whatever, coworker. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think those are the learning points. I mean, that was for me when I was trying to sort out what, what type I was, I paid very close attention to the places where I got upset because for me that was like, okay, why am I getting upset? Why do I have this reaction? That's so strong. What am I, how am I managing this reaction? And so for me, Mm -hmm. for a type nine, I was Mm -hmm. like, having this very strong reaction, but it was all staying in my body because I, you know, God forbid I have conflict with anyone, right? That's like the <laughs> source of a nine, you know, no conflict. I got to avoid conflict at yeah, all costs. Eternal peacemaker. Internal, yeah, absolutely eternal peacemaker. We got to have harmony. So, yes. so as I started to pay attention to when I was in conflict, right, I had mm. some stressful situation that was going on. I started to pay attention to how am I behaving in this Mm-hmm. How is that like the, for me, it was the type nine. I would go back and sort of read about the type nine or listen to the type nine isms so that I could understand myself better. And then how do I want to make changes to that the next time? What would I do differently for myself to have more choice and, and change the pattern and how I'm showing up? Mm-hmm. And, and it's, you know, it's a little messy in between, but once I started yes. practicing a different way to show up, it allowed the other people to show up differently too. And then we changed the whole pattern. It just unraveled the old pattern and created a whole new opportunity. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. And I mean, what a wonderful thought that, you know, you could be in this really dark place right now where you keep battling these battles over and over again, but it doesn't have to be that way. Mm -hmm. And that once you change, maybe that changes everything around you you know, without you having to try and force the change from the outside. Right. Which is what I, I mean, I will, I will fully own that that was something that I was trying to do. Like if only this person would do this, or if only this person wouldn't do this. Oh, all the time. How many times do we say that in our heads or maybe out loud? I've said it in my head all the time. Oh, all day long. I do. Yes. And it was not until I changed myself and how I responded to whatever the thing was that was bugging me Mm -hmm. and decided to show up differently. That's when magically the other person would change (laughs) without me asking them. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's like pixie dust. I always say it's like pixie dust, you know, this little fairy drop sprinkled something. I didn't have to do anything. (laughs) Well, I did, but you know what I mean? Like I didn't have to ask the person to do something for me. I just, I just manifested a different way to do it by me being more 
grounded in how I was coming into the situation. And being more aware, maybe. Much more aware, yep. Um, And yeah, one thing that I've started to do a lot more that I wish I would have done this years ago, I wish I would have done this when my kids were newborn infants, was to have a little bit more of that reflection piece Mm -hmm. to it. because, you know, now that I am like, okay, I think I'm a nine, I'm pretty sure I'm a nine, but I also squared very strongly with the seven and with the four. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to have a little bit more of that reflection piece that says like, you know, yeah, I got into this. Okay. My husband and I just got into this little thing and, um, you know, where was I coming from? Yes. Like, yeah. how did that go? Or like, why did I get so mad when he said X, Y, Z? Yep. Um, it really kind of helps me to think about it in a different way and to think about it afterwards. Whereas before, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that would be a type nine thing, right? Where like you just bottle it up and swallow it and you you don't (laughs) let it come to the surface. Um, you know, now I'm giving myself a little bit more grace and, and a little bit more thought mm-hmm. in how I'm approaching my relationships. So, yeah. which is so, I mean, that is so beautiful that you said that. I love that you, you said that and are recognizing it because it's reflection is so important. And I think, you know, in our culture in the U S we don't have time to oh, reflect. We got to no. get on to the next thing. And so we have these yes. blow ups or we have, maybe they're not even blow ups. They're just a an uncomfortable conversation and then suddenly we both go our separate ways but it's stirring inside of us and for Mm -hmm. a type nine a type nine is a body type which for those of you that don't know the Enneagram you won't necessarily understand that but there are body types heart types and head types and for a body type that lives in your body and now your body is absorbing all that anger stress anxiety, whatever it is, which is not good. It's not good for you. It's not good for your spouse. It's not good for your children. It's not good for your coworkers. Mm -hmm. And it will come out sideways at some point if we're not even aware that we're yet again stuffing something down and that's how we're dealing with it. So if we just quickly move on to the next thing in our routine that we have, we don't have the opportunity. We're not giving ourselves the opportunity to change how we would show up in the future in that same, because guaranteed you and your husband will have the same, you know, conversation, (laughs) (laughs) right? That's the pattern. That's part of being married. It just happens. So, um, to, to recognize and have some grace around that, I'm going, okay, that's, that's probably going to happen again. So what could I do differently this next time that might make me show up better and also be more compassionate towards my husband? Well, exactly. And, you know, for especially for the women of Daisy Camp who have been going through this um, and who are maybe dealing with either an ex or, you know, having a situation where, well, we still have the kids, we still have to get along. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, having that information from the Enneagram, like, how does that help? in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, I find it to be very powerful. I've, I have been working with, um, one client in particular from Daisy camp who sought me out after having gone through the uh, webinar. Sure. And we've been, she's been divorced for a couple of years, um, but is still really connected in a unhealthy way, I would say. I think she'd say that too, to mm-hmm. the divorce and what happened and how it unraveled. And so she's stuck. Two years later, she's stuck mm-hmm. in a mindset of hoping that he's going to understand how she feels about this 
you know, what happened. And oh, so, so she's, hard. it's really hard and, and for understandable, right? I mean, oh. I, I've been through divorce. I've spent years just wishing like, my perspective didn't... was shared. And, you know, right. it's, you want to kind of have closure. That's a way of having closure. Yes. So oftentimes in divorce, you don't really get closure in the way that is healing. You get closure, but it's not necessarily mm-hmm. healing closure. Yes. So for me, I look at the Enneagram and I think Enneagram is a great tool for personal closure around divorce. It gives you this opportunity to grow beyond that, to really recognize, okay, what was my role that I've been playing that is keeping me stuck out of my divorce or not letting, it's, you know, it's limiting me from being able to move on in a healthy way for not only myself, but for my kids. Right. Well, and I love what you said in the last podcast too about you know, the person that you were in that unhealthy state Mm -hmm. where you didn't have more awareness um, and you weren't using these tools that you've developed, people were only getting one part of you, right? Right, right. And I mean, I've been through that personally when, you know, I'm not divorced, but heck, there were times, you know, and especially after I had my two boys, when it was hard and we were not getting along Mm -hmm. and it, I still think about those times and you know, like, Oh, if only, you know, if only he would have done it this way, or if only I would have asked for that. Mm -hmm. Um, it's hard to find that closure and it's hard to move past it when exactly when you feel like you're owed something. Right. 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 Or just you're, you're seeing a situation through a very limited lens, honestly. I mean, that's yes. part of what it is. And I, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I was just in an Enneagram training cause I'm, I'm constantly learning, even though I've known it for six years, I'm always learning more about the Enneagram. So I was just in a training and I was talking, um, in my group breakout about the fact that I really recognized I wasn't showing up authentically for so many years, even though I thought I was. Wow. I got to a place after learning and working with the Enneagram where I realized, wow, my family and friends don't actually know the full me because I have been showing up in a way that's been protecting me and defending, you know, having my defense walls up so I don't get hurt. So, you know, for type nine, like don't have conflict. So I'm protecting myself from conflict, Mm -hmm. which means I'm not, Showing my full self, right? Yeah. So it's it can be really fascinating that way. And I think it can be such a positive opportunity for people to recognize you can actually be more authentically you through this process of self-awareness of where you do get triggered, what your patterns are that aren't really that healthy. And that's okay because everyone else is doing the same thing. But if you're aware of them, you actually can do something about it. The people that aren't aware can't do anything about them and are yes. working to continue to stay limited and stuck. Yes. And yeah. And that's, that's the thing. Um, because even if you can't do it today mm-hmm. or even if you don't know your type today, like, you know, like me, I'm still kind of working this out. Um, it still has value for when I, you know, when I'm ready for it. Yep. Yeah. And you were talking about, I think you shared that you, um, have been listening to a, a you know oh, podcast. Yeah. You have a YouTube, and I I always say to people that are you know that are looking for resources. There's so many resources out there. I think you need to find the one that speaks to you the most. But those yes. are great additional resources to use to kind of help keep yourself involved. Of like, okay, what oh, does this say, and how do I how do I take that information in? How can I use that to help myself? 
Oh, it's been great. And you know, I've kind of started just replacing Netflix with it. Like, <laughs> you know. So um, for those of you who don't know me, obviously, I so I'm a photographer. So I spend a lot of time outside, but I also spend a lot of time by myself <laughs> behind the computer editing. Uh, and, you know, I used to just throw on Schitt's Creek, which is like my mm-hmm. favorite show ever. And I still will do that. <laughs> but, you know, especially after our typing session, I went on a little YouTube rabbit hole, found a couple people <laughs> that I thought, you know, I really related to. And it started kind of just watching some videos about not only the types that I thought I was, but the type that I thought my husband was mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And it has been so interesting to just to start opening this up. And I, I have to say one thing that um, I didn't even realize was that you know, it helps me have more grace, not only with myself, but with other people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I'm working with clients, when I'm, you know, at a family gathering, when I'm around other people, I feel like I just have a little bit more empathy and grace knowing that, okay, they're probably not my type, but they're probably coming at this from a very different perspective. Mm-hmm. Their motivations are different the way that they're hearing these words coming out of my mouth are probably different. Yeah. And, you know, just having that awareness has been really helpful for me. Yeah, that's huge. I love that you're saying that because that's, I mean, think of how that can manifest in your business as a photographer, in your relationships with clients, in your relationship with your family, just that you're not coming in with the lens of like, everyone's thinking the same way I am, or you're assuming that everyone is understanding you the way that you're intending to speak. Right. We, we can't. We're we're different people. <laughs> and yes. we forget that. We all forget that. So it's it I love that you said you have more empathy because that was probably the biggest thing for me is I had way more compassion and empathy for other people after oh, learning this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for talking about this with us today, Kate. Absolutely. So if um, someone listening to this podcast wanted some more information about the Enneagram or wanted their own typing session, (laughs) how could they get in touch with you? They can get in touch. The best way is just through my website, which is enso, E-N-S-O, wellbeing, all one word, dot com. Awesome. And we'll throw those in the show notes. And Kate, thank you so much again for coming in this morning. It was such a pleasure to talk with you. Thanks, Emily. Thank you so much for showing up today and investing a little time in yourself. If you found this episode helpful but would like to dive deeper, come over to www.daisycamp.org and check out our community resources. We also have recommended reading and upcoming events both in person in the Minneapolis area and worldwide through our online webinars. Daisy Camp's board, staff, and speakers volunteer their time and are here to help you. Come on over and get involved. We'd love to have you join us. Thanks again and keep listening.